Perhaps more than ever, we're looking for friends to come around us and support us and be with us during this time where we can't really physically be together. That's kind of a strange thought. Hey, this is Pastor Isaac, and welcome to the Youth Ministry Podcast. Well, I'm excited for today's podcast because we brought in a couple of our youth leaders to actually talk about this idea of what is the importance of friends during difficult times. And so we're going to be talking a little bit about friendship, the importance of it. What does a godly relationship and friendship look like? And then what can you do to be there to support your friends in the same way that we want our friends to be there to support us? And so thanks for joining us for this youth ministry podcast. Again, my name is Pastor Isaac, and I'm excited to jump in with you. So we all come across difficulties in life, challenges in life that we have to find a way to work through. And right now, particularly, we all have that because we're socially separated. For some of us, it's really tough. For others of us, it's not really so tough. But yet, unique challenges are presented either way. And so I want to listen in here on um, what John O'Neill, who is one of our youth leaders, um, who has done the Youth Ministry Live Two weeks running now, he was featured on the podcast this past Friday um, with myself as we were discussing kind of the coronavirus. And so I asked him what his particular thoughts were on friendships and the importance of them and and kind of his take on that. So I want to listen in here on what John had to say. When going through a difficult challenge or facing hard times, having relationships and someone to reach out to is absolutely vital. God never made or intended for us to be alone. That's obvious from the very beginning. In Genesis 1, it talks about how he created mankind, both male and female. In chapter 2, he talks about Adam not having a helper, so he created one for him. Humans are intended to be communal, so it only makes sense for us to turn to and rely on support from friends and family during difficult times. We need people in our lives who are going to pray for us, give us encouragement, and help us when we need it the most. There's going to be times in our life that are going to be rough, and it's much better to be able to go through it with someone else than to try and do it alone, because we can find comfort in those relationships. Remember, a friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. Proverbs 17, 17. I love that bit of scripture in Proverbs 17, 17. Another translation here reads that a friend is always loyal, and a brother is born to help in a time of need. I can think back in my own personal life and recall many instances in which it took a friend reaching out and asking me how I was doing to kind of pull me back and snap me out of a really dark mindset or mentality that I was in, just going through various troubles and various difficulties. And sometimes um, you know, that was a, a, a guy friend. Sometimes it's been my wife that has been able to speak in and speak life and speak truth. And it doesn't always have to be, you know, somebody that's extremely close to you that has the ability to influence you and to just reach out and say, you know, how you doing? I just want, you know, I'm thinking of you. I'm praying for you. I'm here to help you. Uh, a lot of those times, those close relationships are the most important. And so what can happen is that it can be really tough when those people that are close to us let us down. You know, they don't reach out or they don't see how you're doing. It seems like they care, but they don't really show that they care. That can be the most hurtful. But it's also true that those friends are the ones that we can open our hearts to. We can be honest with. We don't fear being judged. We don't fear 
you know, being embarrassed about what we have to say because there's somebody that we can be just really intimate with and really close with. And, you know, in, in the context right now with like, you know, you being in youth group, you being in high school or middle school, it's important to have those relationships with somebody that's, you know, the same sex as you. Um, somebody that loves the Lord or somebody that is working on becoming more like Jesus is a follower of Jesus that you can go to and just be honest with. We have to have those type of relationships in our lives and they're, they really are just crucial. And like that proverb said, that a friend is always loyal. It says elsewhere that, you know, it's better to, it's better to be hurt by truth spoken by a friend than, um, you know, deceived by lies that are spoken by an enemy and, you know, comforted by those lies. And that's very true. And so when we talk about friendships, it's definitely something that God made us for. It's something that God wants us to have. John had mentioned that Adam was alone when God had created him. And so he created Eve for him because it's not good to be alone. And so let's think about your situation right now. Um, I don't know who's around you. I don't know who you're friends with. I don't know how you're staying connected. But if you're pulling away, then that's not a good thing. You're going to find yourself beginning to have that sense of kind of hopelessness or that sense of um, isolation and, and sadness and the whole emotional um, gamut of feelings is going to begin to come over you. And so I would encourage you if you're pulling away to really lean in and try to love on people, try to love on your friends, reach out to maybe the people that you're not really that good of friends with and show them that you want to be a good friend. And if you're the type of person that's already doing that, then what I would encourage you to do is to keep doing that, to to look at helping your friends develop godliness, look to help them know that Jesus loves them and that this is a, you know, whatever type of difficulty you might be going through, this is a temporary thing and that Jesus wants to know you more and wants um, to make himself known more. And so um, there's a really good bit of advice that um, I received in actually marriage counseling, believe it or not, which was that you are each responsible 100%. And it's not 50-50, it's 100%, 100%. And that your job is to go above and beyond and take all the responsibility that you can in order to have an effective relationship. And I think that's true about regular friendships as well, because your friend that might not reach out to you, it's your responsibility to reach out to them to make sure that they're doing okay. And so you can't just sit idly by and not do anything. You have to reach out and you have to see how your friends are doing, build new relationships, build new friendships, and be willing to be used by God in that way. So I also asked Katava, who you all know very well, I asked Katava if she would share just a few thoughts about this as well, about this idea of the importance of friendships during hard times. So I want you to listen in here on what she had to say, and then she wants to pray for you as well. Hello, youth groupies. Katava Reese here. And Pastor Isaac posed the question, how important are relationships to you during hard times? And I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about that. Um, we have relationships with God and certainly earthly people as well, like family and friends, husbands or wives, and maybe some of you have mentors. I have found these relationships super helpful when I'm facing hard times. I feel that God puts people in your life to use for you, and he also puts 
you and other people's lives to use for them. One example that comes to mind is I was working to organize a homeschool group with a couple of moms. And during that time, I got to see them show each other grace and give me grace. And that was a completely foreign thought to me. It was mind-blowing. And it really gave me a chance to see in the flesh what grace looks like and how that can affect your life. So relations, relationships really give us a chance to show other Christians and non-Christians what loving each other well looks like and how we can extend grace and what that looks like. In Philippians, Paul says, Philippians 1, 3 through 8, Paul writes to the Philippian church, and he says, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you, since I have you in my heart, and whether I'm in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. And God can testify how, long, how I long for all of you with affection of Christ Jesus. And friends, I know that relationships can be challenging. Uh, you, you're challenged to become more Christ-like, and you have to learn to love people like Jesus does. It takes becoming more selfless and more forgiving, and that's difficult. Relationships also are just as rewarding as they are challenging, though, because when you decide to truly invest in others' lives and let others invest in your life, God can use you and he will use other people in your life. I have a couple of really good friends that I can count on to go to in times when I just need somebody to talk to. And I carefully select those people that I choose to talk to about things. Um, and that's one thing that you want to think about in your relationships. You want to talk to people that are have the same goal as you do. For example, I have a couple of friends that are moms and some of their greatest treasures in life are their kids. And so I know that when I go to them to talk to them about my children, that they are going to give me advice on how to love my children well. And for you, that might look like something such as maybe you're having a conflict about screen time or what apps you can use with your parents. And maybe you can go to a friend that um, you see their family doing this well and, and doing it in a godlike manner. Because if you choose to go to your friend that is constantly complaining about it, you're going to get some advice that makes you feel a little bit more even discontent than you do. So make sure as you're choosing your relationships, uh, you do choose people with the same goals in mind as you because a friend's advice is so very valuable. I would like to pray for you quickly in closing. Dear Heavenly Father, I'm lifting up my youth groupies to you. I ask that you place people in their lives that 
they have relationships with that are worth investing in, Lord, and people who will sharpen them and point them back to you. Lord, I ask that you put relationships right in front of them that they can work on during this time, Lord. And I ask that you show them the next steps to become more like you in their relationships and how to extend grace and how to love people as you do, Lord. And I also ask that they're able to receive that in return, Lord. And just thank you for all you do for us and all of our relationships. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you so much for that, Kataba. We certainly have a large challenge placed in front of us in understanding how to have a godly relationship. And so I want to encourage you. There's this beautiful passage of scripture in Ecclesiastes chapter 4 that says this. This was written by a man named Solomon, who was one of the wisest people that has ever lived. It says that two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm, but how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not easily broken. And so I want to encourage you to really critically think about the relationships that you have in your life. I want to challenge you to go out and find friends, like Katava said, that will help you to develop godliness, not friends that will just facilitate your gossiping and your complaining and will tell you what you want to hear. We all have those type of people. We know who we can go to if we just want to be affirmed. Somebody on social media will always tell us, yeah, you go, even if what you want to do is completely wrong or is completely terrible. So find a friend that loves the Lord, that is looking to love the Lord more, and talk with them and um, tell them about your own desire for godliness and just say, you know, I really just want to be better friends. What can I do for you? How can I help you? How can I listen? Is there something that, you know, I could do for you together? And right now, you can't really be together physically, but you can connect in a variety of ways. We have an amazing ability to be interconnected, even though we can't physically be together because of technology. And so I challenge you, think about the relationships in your life. Look to love on your friends more. Look to help your friends develop godliness. And then um, look to uh, build up godliness in yourself through your friendships as well. Hey, this is Pastor Isaac. Thank you again for joining in for the Youth Ministry Podcast.